Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Motormouth Mosey Radio Show. You have reached the man cave here in Redan, Georgia. We're going to do a whole lot of sports talk. Got a lot of NFL action coming up. Got some college ball to talk about. Um, but I definitely wanted to give an initial, oh, my goodness, it looks like I only scheduled a 15-minute show tonight. I see that, and I'm not happy. <coughs> Excuse me, because I've got way more than 15 minutes of running my mouth to do. I am going to talk until they tell me to stop, but uh, I guess I better speed things up. First thing I want to do is to give a shout-out to Rashida Seiler. She is the newest maniac, which are uh, people who have liked my page on Facebook. She is uh, uh, maniac number 354. I want to thank you for supporting what we're doing. Um, If you're interested in joining in on the conversation, since it's going to be quick, the phone number is 347-945-7975. I apologize because I definitely wanted this to be a 30-minute show, but um, I, I looks like I hit the wrong key. My apologies. Real quickly, I'm sitting at 130 and 70 with one tie uh, for my NFL picks through week 14. Uh, my picks for this upcoming games are I've got San Diego going to Denver, Denver's going to win that one. I've got Atlanta over Washington at home. Uh, Atlanta's going to take care of Denver, knock off the Redskins. Um, more nails in Mike Shanahan's coffin. Uh, Chicago goes to Cleveland. Giving Cleveland an edge, home field advantage, uh, accustomed to playing in, in inclement weather. Don't think it'll be a factor with Chicago as much as it was with the Cowboys uh, Monday night. Uh, got Houston. Going into Indianapolis, playing the Colts. I've got the Colts winning that one. New England will knock off Miami uh, in South Florida. Philadelphia, who is playing some of the best football in the league right now, will go up and play against the Purple People Eaters and knock them off. Philadelphia will win another one, moving them to, I believe, that would be 9-5 and and probably a solid hold on the NFC East uh, lead. I've got Seattle uh, knocking off the Giants, more demise for Coughlin. Looks like we've got probably three NFC coaches that will be on the hotbed, uh, including Jason Garrett, if things don't turn around for the Cowboys. The only coach who made a return will be Chip Kelly uh, with Philadelphia. Uh, Back to my picks, I've got uh, San Francisco knocking off Tampa Bay. Buffalo will go into Jacksonville and lose. Jacksonville will take care of business at home. Kansas City will continue with their great turnaround from last year and knock off the Oakland Raiders in Oakland. New York Jets and Carolina Panthers. Ooh, that's a tough one. But no, Carolina will take care of that one. It's going to be played in Charlotte. I think they'll definitely give them the edge. Although the Jets put up 37 points last week, I think Carolina is a much better team and will knock them off. Green Bay goes into Dallas. Normally that will be a great game, and it still may be. Uh, you know, you're accustomed to having the Aaron Rodgers and the Brett Favre leading their teams against Dallas. Uh, 
this kid may got told him he's playing some good football. Um, but I'm still going to pick Dallas to take care of business. And uh, I think they're calling it the uh, – they have a nickname now for AT&T uh, uh, Stadium, uh, formerly known as Jerry's House. Um, but I'm taking Dallas in that one. Arizona will beat Tennessee. New Orleans will take care of St. Louis. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, a great AFC uh, North game. Um, all of the games being played in Pittsburgh, I'm taking Cincinnati. And then on Monday night, you've got Baltimore versus Detroit in Detroit. And although the Baltimore Ravens are the defending Super Bowl champions, I am picking uh, Detroit to win that one. So real quickly, uh, my picks are Denver, Atlanta, Cleveland, Indianapolis, New England, Philadelphia, Seattle, San Francisco, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Carolina, Dallas, Arizona, New Orleans, Cincinnati, and Detroit. My power rankings uh, week ending going into this week, uh, which is week 14. Uh, actually, it's going 14 going into 15. After week 14, my uh, NFL power rankings are uh, the New Orleans Saints at 10 and 3 will be my number five team. Kansas City at 10 and 3 will be my number 4 team. England at 10 and 3 will be my number 3 team. And Seattle, although they lost to San Francisco this past week, they're still my number 2 team. So I still think they're the hardest team to beat, especially if you have to go into Seattle and play them at home. Um, San Francisco is definitely playing some good ball. They're not in my top ten, my top five, excuse me, but they are my number 16. So if I did add an additional team to my rankings, it would be the San Francisco 49ers. They're playing fantastic football, peaking at the right time. Um, but my number two and number one teams are, number two is Seattle at 11-2 and, and Denver at 11-2. Although um, you know, some people say, well, San Francisco beat, Seattle this past weekend, they should be ranked higher. Well, uh, overall in the season, they both took care of business at home. They both won their matchups at home, so I call that a wash. And then the fact that actually the uh, Seattle Seahawks are sitting at 11 and two versus the San Francisco 49ers, who I believe are nine and four, um, you know that that makes a big difference. Sorry. So that's my rankings. Again, uh, I hate to. Uh, be, uh, Dab on the. Uh, to, I hate to uh, keep saying it, but I'm going to be trapped for time, so I'm moving it real quick. Um, if you're interested in calling in, the number is three four seven nine four five seven nine seven five. College football. There's only a few games going on uh, this weekend. I think that the uh, the year the annual Army Navy game is being played. Wishing the best of luck to both Armed Forces team. A little bit more luck to Coach Kenny Niumatololo at Navy. But uh, not a whole lot of action going on in uh, <clears throat> FBS football, uh, Division One as it used to be called. But um, what did come out this weekend after uh, some great football games is they came up with a list of Heisman invitees. These are the guys who will get invited, who have been invited to New York <clears throat> that are the top possibilities for going home with this year's Heisman Trophy. Atop the list, none other than Johnny Manziel, uh, last year's Heisman winner out of Texas Stadium. Texas A&M had a couple of losses, but Johnny still played great football and is still one of the most dynamic, uh, polarizing, gifted football players in college football. So he got another invite. You've got 
Jordan Lynch, who's a quarterback of Northern Illinois, who up until last weekend had been undefeated. They got beat by Bowling Green State University, knocked them out of the MAC championship, and knocked uh, what some folks thought knocked him out of the Heisman run. But no, he's still there. And then you've got some players whose teams uh, have a loss, or you thought that they were, you know, eliminated from uh, the Heisman balloting because their team lost, but they're still going to get an invite. One is A.J. McCarron out of Alabama, the quarterback of Alabama. He's got an invite. Trey Mason, who's the running back out of Auburn, who has rushed, I believe, for over 2,000 yards so far this season, uh, 2,137 yards for the season. And you've got Andre Wilson, running back out of Boston College, who's rushed for 2,101 yards in the season. So those are the guys that are getting the invites, along with the guy who is kind of been – put in the forefront of the race, and that is Jameis Winston, quarterback out of uh, uh, Florida State. Another great season, not another great season, but great, another great season by a freshman quarterback, uh, redshirt freshman. Uh, he had a little cloud hanging over his head about some uh, outside of football uh, controversies that were going on, but uh, that seems to have dissipated, and uh, is no longer an issue. So these are the six guys that are getting invited to New York. You've got four quarterbacks and two running backs. Of course, you had a quarterback win it the year before. Prior to that, you had a running back. <clears throat> so you know those are usually the positions that get you know invites and get uh, the award. Um, Trey Mason, who came on the scene a little bit late. Uh, with Auburn's big rush at the end of the year, uh, found a way to get an invite, uh, has a definite possibility of winning it all, but uh, I really believe that this is Jameis Winston's uh, award to lose, and I don't think he's done anything to lose it. Uh, ACC champion, great regular season, and uh, from most uh, opinions, a pretty good kid. A couple of guys who, going into the season, Looked like they were going to at least get an invitation to New York for the ceremony uh, and see the New York Athletic Club and uh, you know get to schmooze with all those guys along with all the former Heisman winners who are still alive and who attend uh, are Marcus Mariota out of uh, Oregon and Terry Bridgewater, the quarterback out of Louisville. Uh, they earlier in the year were highly touted and expected to be there but unfortunately, due to play and a couple of losses and things like that, they were knocked off uh, the ballot. Uh, again, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. This is a quick, abbreviated show. My apologies. I'm going to hopefully have a little bit more time on the podcast than I will on air, so I will make it real quick about the stuff on air. Uh, I'm going to shuffle some things around real quick. Uh, I've got sad news today that uh, former NFL player John Wilbur Longtime resident of Hawaii, longtime uh, figurehead around the University of Hawaii football team, goes way back to the early 80s, uh, passed away uh, after some health issues. Uh, uh, I was instructed that he was given uh, 12 hours to survive and held on for three months. And that's, if anybody knew John Wilbur, that was his personality. But John uh, was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in 1966 in the AFL draft, uh, never played uh, for the Chiefs, ended up signing uh, as a non-drafted free agent for the Dallas Cowboys in 1966, was on the team for three years, uh, played with the Rams, 
and had his more prolific years or most noted uh, uh, most known years as a Washington Redskin. He had 42 starts back when they used to play 14 games in the season. And those were the years when I remember him playing because, of course, the Redskins always played the Cowboys. And I was going to be a, a little boy who was a, a, a huge Cowboys fan. So definitely knew the name John Wilbur. Uh, he ended up his career playing for the Hawaiians of the World Football League, I think it was called. Uh, he is survived by his wife, Christine Pagano. Uh, he's got uh, three kids. Uh, Nathan and Dion Wilbur, along with Lindsey Kemp Wilbur. Uh, I send out my condolences to his family. John was a great guy. Uh, a lot of former Hawaii football players were positively affected by him. Uh, some of them used him as their agent to negotiate their contracts with the NFL. Uh, so he was always there helping with special teams and, and different types of uh, techniques with some of our uh, lineman-type guys. John was a good guy. He partied like no other, uh, and he probably partied up until his last days. Uh, he spent his last uh, few years, uh, well, not his last few years, but he spent a few years after his playing days uh, being majorly involved in rugby in Hawaii with the Hawaii Harlequins. And uh, uh, one of the quotes that, they, that was said about him was uh, in, in Wikipedia, they, they used the term that, uh, he enjoyed the social aspects of rugby in his later years, which I thought was rather interesting. Um, quick shout-out to Coach Dino Babers, who uh, had, is up for the uh, Eddie Smith Award, Eddie Robinson Award, excuse me, the Eddie Robinson Award for Coach of the Year in FCS. Uh, he was elected the American Football Coaches Association Region 3 Coach of the Year. They played Towson State University this weekend. Uh, they're 11 and two versus Eastern Illinois, who's uh, 12 and one. Uh, they're down to the uh, looks like the semifinals, the last four games. Uh, we have four games this weekend. We'll have two next week, and then you'll have the championship game of that of the Division Two. I wish Coach Babers and his Mighty Panthers the best of luck. And the last speculation of the day will be uh, what's going to happen at the University of Texas. Whether or not Mac Brown will step down, he's had a very prolific year, uh, career at Texas. He was great at North Carolina before he came to Texas. And uh, there's questions whether or not Coach Saban uh, at Alabama will replace him. Of course, Saban's uh, one of the best possum players of all time. He told uh, the Miami Dolphins that he was absolutely not interested in the Alabama job and turned around and two days later took the Alabama job. So we don't know what's going to happen, but wish Coach Saban – Mac Brown, the University of Texas, and the University of Alabama, the best of luck uh, next season and whoever they hire. You've been listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. I want to thank you for listening in. Have a great week. Have a great weekend, and I will catch up with you soon. Aloha. <laughs>